Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, with Dr. Fiona Lovely. Dr. Lovely is an expert on health, treating women and their families from around the world. Her specialities include endocrinology, functional neurology, and functional medicine. Please visit us at drlovely.com. And now, here's the doctor. Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause Podcast. This is Dr. Fiona Lovely. I hope everyone is well. Now, if you listen to my previous episode, episode number 24, I had a moment of, let's just say, um, accelerated emotions over popular literature around treatment of menopause. If you haven't listened to it already, uh, basically... I get a little bit hot under the collar because uh, the popular thought on treatment of menopause for a lot of practitioners is that at a certain age or stage, meaning when a woman no longer has to worry about pregnancy, she no longer needs progesterone. And, you know, there's a lot of reason why that thought prevails. And I think the biggest factor is that the textbook that's being used to teach medical physiology was originally written in 1956 and has been updated to some degree, but certainly not when it comes to to women's hormones. So, um, unfortunately, this thought prevails. So I thought I would take a little bit of time today and, um, while I'm not so hot under the collar, uh, explain to you what the importance of progesterone is, not just for our female cycles, but also for the rest of our body and specifically for the brain. So At the top of my show notes today, I have written a little bit of hormone, a little bit of thyroid, and a whole lot of brain in regards to the progesterone uh, effect. So let's go there. So just to recap, progesterone is the uh, one of two primary female hormones, uh, sex hormones, um, the other one being estrogen, of course, and their job during our reproductive years is to encourage the uh, development and ripening of the egg in the ovaries and also to encourage the buildup of the lining of the endometrium or the lining of the uterus, which provides a soft place to land once that egg has been fertilized. So uh, estrogen's job in a nutshell is to basically cause the proliferation of tissue, rapid turnover of cells, where progesterone's job is to encourage uh, nourishment, calm, and differentiation. And what I mean by that is the progesterone effect on the on the uterus in particular is to tell those cells that have been rapidly turning over, building up the lining of the uterus uh, in preparation for implantation of a fertilized ovum. Uh, it's it, The progesterone comes along and tells those cells, okay, stop growing, now grow up, differentiate, become what it is that you are supposed to become. And um, this is a super important function in in a woman's body because any tissues that are responsive to the messages of estrogen, which include uh, brain, uh, liver, uh, lungs, uh, breasts, all kinds of tissues in the body, are also experiencing that uh, estrogen effect, which is the rapid turnover of cells. So in effect, 
Progesterone is anti-cancerous by nature because cells proliferating without control uh, is the definition of of, uh, cancer. So progesterone nourishes, calms, differentiates, and it's also protective of hormone-responsive tissues in a woman's body. So progesterone is produced by the uh, liver and the adrenal glands, also by the uh, where the the bed with where the egg has ripened in the uh, ovaries is uh, is called the follicle and it becomes something called the corpus luteum and the corpus luteum provides the progesterone for the second half of a woman's cycle during her reproductive years also the placenta pumps out a ton of it especially in the third trimester which is often the reason why we see women that just look glowing and lovely during their pregnancy that's the progesterone effect. So um, when we get into perimenopause and the follicles on the ovaries aren't ripening with the same regularity that they do in earlier years, we can start to see a decline in progesterone. And interestingly enough, the same time, the most current research is showing that Estrogen can swing wildly out of control during this time. Now, estrogen and progesterone have to be uh, present in appropriate uh, opposing ratio, if you will, so that progesterone has to be there in enough has to has to have enough you have to have enough of it on board to oppose what estrogen's doing now if your estrogen is dominating or your progesterone insufficient then you can start to experience the symptoms of low progesterone which goes something like this anxiety and depression trouble sleeping pms pms headaches so headaches right before you start your period Uh, Postpartum depression has also uh, been attributed to that drop-off of all of that juicy progesterone from the placenta. Bone loss, fibrocystic breasts, and others. And really looking at how much progesterone you have on board is going to give us a really big clue as to whether or not these symptoms that you can be experiencing are coming from progesterone insufficiency. So once the... Eggs and the follicles and the corpus luteum are no no longer part of the picture. Progesterone production happens in the adrenal glands. Now, we've talked about this before in previous podcasts, but this is like, this is gold right here. So I like to say it often. It's probably one of the most frequently stated things I, I, I talk about in my office is until you manage stress, you cannot be symptom-free in perimenopause. And the reason is, when you give your adrenal glands the chance to rest and recuperate, adrenal glands handle stress, then they can put the raw materials of the hormones into production of progesterone instead of cortisol. As far as your adrenals are concerned and your body is concerned, it can put the mother hormone, pregnant alone, to either stress hormone or sex hormone, not both. So in order for you to have enough progesterone, you have to give your adrenals a chance to rest. And the way you do that is by managing your reaction to stress. It's uh, different for every one of us how we manage that. Um, But I know you probably are aware of something in your life that gives you total um, departure 
from all of the things that are stressful on a daily basis. And I think we really need to take up the cause of not wearing stress and busyness as a badge of honor. I think those days are done. Uh, it's getting kind of lame. I know I catch myself talking about how busy I am. And I think, really? When did you become that guy? Like, stop it. You kind of sound like a jerk right now. It's like somehow we let it be the reason why we are legitimate or um, worthy of taking up space. And sisters, there's so much, so many other things that we can do to, to <laughs> prove to ourselves that we're worthy. Uh, and actually, we don't have to do a single thing. But it's a work in progress for a lot of us. Anyways, so stress uh, management perimenopause means your body can get what it needs in terms of progesterone to oppose the effect of estrogen, which is stimulating and um, uh, it's a little bit stressful in a way, um, probably in a good stressful way, but Still, if you've got too much of it, it can just sort of amp the whole system where progesterone provides that calming effect. So the other thing I want to tell you here is that decreased thyroid function or hypothyroidism, whatever the cause, and there are a few, means that you have less production of progesterone as well. So thyroid function and progesterone function are tied intimately together. So... I've said it before, but hormone imbalance is never about just one thing. These glands and chemicals, the hormones and the neurotransmitters in the brain and gut, all work in concert with each other. You must work with a functional practitioner who can look at all of the systems to say, is this all working together you know, quite often, uh, the most unusual thing is the cause of, let's say, your thyroid dysfunction or your ovarian insufficiency or whatever. So working with the right practitioner is the key there. So I promised a whole lot of brain. Here we go. So here's what's really cool. It turns out that hormones are necessary, uh, let's see, how do I put it, receptor cofactors in um, making neurotransmitters work. And neurotransmitters, of course, are the chemical messengers uh, that your brain uses to communicate along the neurons and neuronal networks. And uh, here's what's really cool. Progesterone is needed to increase the sensitivity of the GABA receptors, which is the major calmative neurotransmitter in the brain. And anytime I say brain, I mean gut, because neurotransmitters work in the gut just as much as in the brain. And in fact, there's more serotonin in the gut than there is in the brain, but that's another podcast for another day. So progesterone not just works on, not only works on GABA receptors, but also works on dopamine receptors. And dopamine is the uh, pleasurable reward neurotransmitter. Um, it's involved in movement and sleep and attention and learning. So like basically really good stuff. So, for the brain, the progesterone provides calming, soothing, the sharpening of attention, helps with insomnia, encourages feelings of peace, but here's what's really cool. It turns out the progesterone is also neuroprotective. So, there was a study done in 2007 where 
uh, folks who had just suffered from a traumatic brain injury or a concussion uh, or potentially a stroke, I think, was part of that uh, research as well. It turns out that they were given three days and the three days um, immediately following and after their injury, they were given progesterone and their mortality rates went down considerably. So, hey, that's pretty cool. So basically what that means, don't worry about the research so much. What that means is when you when you have enough progesterone on board, um, repair and reprogramming of the brain after injury is much more rapid and complete. Uh, progesterone also helps with remyelination, and the myelin is like the healthy fats around your neurons, which make your messages from your brain to the rest of your body move really quickly. And it turns out it's anti-inflammatory. Now, whoa, that's something really cool. Something that I have yet to really discuss in the podcast simply because I'm I'm still kind of feel like I'm sharing the hormonal stuff with you, but I want to get to some more of the brain um the brain involvement in perimenopause and beyond, if you will, and, and those will be that will be in coming uh, podcast episodes. But a brain that is inflamed, okay, so anything that causes inflammation to the body, usually it's dietary, but it can also be stress, uh, causes inflammation to the brain, and brain inflammation, a brain that's inflamed, is rapidly degenerating or rapidly aging. So that means increased risk of dementia and Alzheimer's. And I don't know about you guys, but that scares the crap out of me. So when I look at this, I say, what is the reason that we need to have progesterone at perimenopause and beyond? And of course, these things all decrease. That's part of Mother Nature's plan. But it happens way longer, way after um, perimenopause. Um, It's not so much during So during, we have things that we can do during perimenopause. We have things that we can do that encourage uh, healthy progesterone levels. And I hope I've given you enough information here today where you go, whoa, progesterone is super important. I want to make sure I've got enough of it on board. So three things you can do right now. Number one, make sure estrogen isn't dominating, that your progesterone is at a good level via saliva testing. Talk to your functional practitioner. Have them do a saliva test to find out where your estrogen to progesterone ratio is. Also, have your thyroid function checked. Uh, Blood test isn't awesome for thyroid function, but it's probably one of the best we have out there. There's not great testing for thyroid. What I like to say is if your adrenal glands aren't doing so well, chances are your thyroid's having some kind of stress too. Now, there's different kinds of stress that the thyroid can experience or dysfunction and really... uh, seeing your functional practitioner about that can help you figure out what kinds of thyroid dysfunction you're dealing with. But if it's having troubles uh, working, then chances are, uh, or if your adrenals are having troubles working, then chances are your thyroid's having troubles too. So the last thing I'm going to say to you today about all of this is, again, reduce your reaction to stress. When you reduce your reactions to stress, your adrenal glands get a chance to rest and rejuvenate and produce more progesterone for you. This becomes even more important the farther into perimenopause we are uh, because the, the ovaries are no longer doing the production, the primary production of progesterone. So 
Step away from chaos and drama. Give your brain a rest and quiet daily. So that's your meditation practice, your breathing practice. Uh, you're taking a bath with the door closed and nobody's allowed in. Practice whatever it is for you. Um, certainly go back and listen to the self-care podcasts if you need some ideas there. So I hope this has been helpful for you. As always, I'm so grateful for the emails and messages I get from you guys. Uh, This really, this podcast is about you and for you. So let me know what you need to hear about. You can email me directly, drlovely at drlovely.expert to continue this conversation. I also do one-on-one consulting. So if you're interested, no matter where you are in the world, send an email to myself and my team through my website, drlovely.expert expert and uh, we'll continue the conversation that way I have a Facebook page not your mother's menopause podcast Facebook page Uh, please like us um, have a listen uh, or share really share the podcast after you've listened to it if you like it and I'd love to hear what you think have a great day the views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your health care provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your health care provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.